Welcome to the Urban Wine Club podcast. Pour a glass, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. We're actually going to do something a little different today. We're going to do something called Did You Know? Because we have so much information, there's so much cool stuff out there that a lot of people don't know about, and we're going to put it into this segment. So we have our sip clips, we have like all these different things. This one is Did You Know? So without further ado, let me introduce my co-host, Foti Stamos. What's up, Foti? Yasuari. What's going on? Excited for another clip here on our platform where we get to enjoy the time of discussing wine, introducing information, finding out fun facts, and get to drink at the same time. So so you keep telling me about this, did you know, because you have like all these like cool facts, whatever. What's, what's, what's today is going to be? What, what, what are we launching with? You know, what I find that's interesting is that there are, that there's so many grapes being cultivated around the world, like tens of thousands, right? But I bet you there's, what do you mean tens of thousands of grapes? Like varieties? Varieties, yes. I thought you meant individual grapes. I was like, it's probably millions. No, billions, quadrillions. <laughs> and uh, I bet you we probably had about a, a million grapes ourselves. Oh, uh, easily. <laughs> easily. Last weekend I had a million grapes. Of course. But out of all those grapes, we're really only aware of maybe a dozen at most. But you know, though, that some of those grapes have either multiple names that they're being recognized with, or they're just two different names that they go by, depending where you are in the world. Okay. So the first grape we're going to talk about, did you know that one of the most famous popular white grape varieties, I think it's one of the, it's probably the second most consumed white grape which is debatable, then the first one is Chardonnay by far. Mm-hmm. Pinot Grigio. Love it. Also known, did you know, as Pinot Gris. Now, the difference in, in the Grigio and Gris is not a difference in the wine, but it's just a different in, difference in where they named it? Actually, that's a very good question. Same grape, the same grape, but depending on where it's grown, it changes its characteristics. So, um, it's... It's recognized as two different. Uh, it's recognized as the same grape with two different names. So in France, it's known as Pinot Gris. Hails from the northern parts, out in the Alsace. Mm-hmm. Right, and cooler climate, high elevation, so the wines tend to be a little more crisp, uh, citrusy. And, and in Italy, it's known as Pinot Grigio. It's the Italian. It's so Pinot Gris basically is. Uh, white grapes that have gray skins. That's what, what's where Grigio and Greek come in. So, Gris is Italy, like gray. Gray, correct. So depending where it grows in Italy, um, Italy being warmer climate, uh, Pinot Grigio has a little more uh, ripeness, a little more fruit, uh, more concentrated flavor than Pinot Gris does in, in the northern parts of France. But it's the same grape. Same grape, but tastes a little bit right. different from each other. Correct. And... Um, in California, you get the grape identified either way. There are some producers in California that refer to it as Pinot Grigio, and there's other producers that refer to it as Pinot Gris. Why? That's up to them. <laughs> and then when we move up north to the wonderful state of Oregon that makes amazing wine, it's referred to pretty much always as Pinot Gris and not Pinot Grigio. Okay. But it's the same grape. Did you know? 
did you know? I didn't know that. And thanks for, for enlightening me because, um, you know, obviously we could do many, many of these segments because I really don't know all that much. And probably a lot of people out there may know some stuff, may not know everything. So I think this is really interesting. So, uh, but I don't think Pinot, the difference between Pinot Gris and Pinot Grigio is what you set out to talk about today. Well, I just, I, I asked you a question, so we kind of got sidetracked, but what is it that you specifically were going to talk about today? I was just going to identify uh, grapes that have two, basically, they, okay. go, they go by two names. So, okay, so so we knocked the first one out, which is Gris and Grigio. Right. Now moving to another popular grape um, that most folks are going to relate to Australia. So there's Shiraz and Syrah. Okay, this one's a good one because I've always thought they were two different things. Um, never understood why one is one and the other is the other, but go ahead. So uh, Shiraz, I don't know if my uh, Australian accent is there, but Shiraz <laughs> and Syrah are the same grape, but depending on where it's planted is the name they give it. So Shiraz has roots to ancient times in Persia, and it kind of made its way through uh, Eastern Europe, the Middle East, Eastern Europe, all the way over to France. And when it got planted in France, um, it's known as Syrah. Same grape, just different profile depending where it comes from. So was it named Syrah first or was it named Shiraz first? Shiraz. Okay, so the French decided to change it. Well, I think it's the French version of the word Shiraz. Oh, okay. Okay. So the funny thing is that depending, again, where you are in the world, outside of that area, in Australia and parts of South Africa, they refer to as Shiraz. But in California, in France, and other parts of Europe, they still refer to as Syrah. Syrah. I kind of like Syrah better. I like saying it. Well, that's your that's your that's your type. You like that soft, elegant roll off the tongue, Shiraz. right? Shiraz is a little harsh. That's like more like uh, uh, Shiraz. Right? <laughs> but it's it's a it's a fabulous grape. Um, it does wonders in France. It grows a lot of it grows in the Rhone Valley, and it's known for making blends in Cote de Rhone area. And it's responsible for a lot of wines that come out of the Chateau Neuf de Pop. Very reputable high-quality producing area in France, in the Rhone. And in, the, uh, and in California, a lot of producers, especially in the um, Mendocino area, Paso Robles area, they're growing a lot of Syrah. And it takes on this big, bold uh, red wine with like some nice spice to it. But then when you go over to, to Australia, um, they're producing a lot of great Shiraz that is you know, robust, has lots of flavor, uh, quite a bit of spice too in their wines. Uh, the, the famous iconic Australian winery Penfolds, you know, they put out probably some of the most expensive Shiraz in the market. Mm. You don't really think of Shiraz as expensive uh, when it comes from Australia, but they do make high quality uh, Shiraz that uh, are to die for. So there you go. Did you know that Syrah and Shiraz were the same grape? I did not know that. I always thought it was something different. But I always also thought it was a little weird that they were so closely named. And I was like, why would they name this so close to the other one? So I, I was first aware of Syrah. So I just assumed Shiraz was like a ripoff of Syrah. <laughs> my, my wine uh, uh, layperson uh, like, uh, definition of why 
they were they were so closely named. You thought it was a marketing strategy. Yeah, basically, I think everything's a marketing strategy. Right, and then I think you, this segment right here is a marketing strategy. To be honest with you, what do you think? I think you're trying to drive people to go to Santorini. <laughs> That's, that, that, that's a separate marketing strategy. Right, right. Two marketing strategies we're doing. There you go. All right. So is there is there anything yeah. else? Yeah, there's plenty that we can keep going. Uh, I was, yeah, I'm, let's do I'll it. I'll move on to now. Um, so uh, Red Ziffendel, not to be confused with White Ziffendel, because White Ziffendel is not really a wine to me. It's just something that's made up, right? Wow. But, but Red Ziffendel is an actual grape that has uh, roots – uh, that stemmed from Italy. So the grape Primitivo and red Zinfandel are the same grape. Red Primitivo and no. Zinfandel the same thing? Red Zinfandel and Primitivo from Italy are the same grape. Okay. I totally did not know that. That's a curveball right there. Well, so why? 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 Like, why would they take so the what same thing and name it differently? Ari, what happened is that, you know, through like um, – you know, over the years, over the centuries, all this trading that was happening and, you know, explorers and merchants that were pretty much grabbing their local, um, whether it was local ingredients, spices, herbs, seeds, vines, they would transport those with them. And whenever they would land somewhere, they would actually, you know, plant some of their local offerings. So these vines would get planted throughout the, you know, the, the rest of the European uh, countries and then eventually they made their way to California or the U.S. And by the time they came to the U.S., you know, it just c- kept getting altered and altered to create its own identity. But genetically, they're the same grape. It's just that over the years they've grown in different parts of the world. But that's interesting. I, I, that's very, very interesting. That's actually fascinating to me. How like over time, it, it, there's a lot of great evolve, and even though they're the same thing, they evolved into two different entities. Correct, and that's what the beauty of the fact that. Um, if you were to take a timeline and, and go through back into history, if you really like got into details with all these explorers, even famous explorers that, you know, are in the history books, you know, they would they would actually uh, travel with a, um, a, a good amount of their local offerings from their countries and they would plant them as they would go. And just to see like how they would perform. And a lot of these vines would do pretty well. And that's why you see like the trade route with, with spices around the world. You know, they started somewhere and it ended up there. So, you know, it's fascinating how this crossover has happened and why certain cultures have certain things because of previous explorers bringing it to them. And then it just became part of their culture. That's crazy. Wow. All right. What else? What else you got? So, um, you know, there's a there's a variety of other grapes that are out there that have multiple names. Um, we just broke down Pinot Grigio and Pinot Gris. We broke down Syrah and Shiraz. We identified that um, Primitivo and Zinfandel and Red Zinfandel are the same grape, right? So you have. Let me ask you this: You have to say Red Zinfandel. It has you to. You have to say Zinfandel. Well, you. So today we're kind of adjusting to understand that. The word Zinfandel on its own is identifying the red grape, even though there's still a percentage of our market that they still associate Zinfandel with white Zinfandel. So we're not there yet. We're getting better. Okay. Right? Gotcha. So, so yeah, so we have that. Uh, but just be aware that whenever you're drinking red Zinfandel, you're drinking uh, the roots of an Italian grape called Primitivo. And when you're having Primitivo, 
which there's a lot of it now in the market. It's the same grape as red Ziffen. All right. Very interesting. Moving from red Ziffendon Primitivo, we have another grape called Grenache. Grenache is a mm-hmm. grape that uh, has roots that hails from France, but it's also been planted in Spain, which is known as Garnacha. <laughs> wait, so wait, so I'm going to stop you here. And the reason is mm. this doesn't seem like it's a different word. This doesn't seem like it's a different name. This just seems like there's a different pronunciation. Yes, but I'll take it a little further because there's one more added element here. Okay. There's a night. There's a there's a well, a fairly small island off the coast of Italy known as Sardinia, mm-hmm. which happens to be a blue zone. And yes. That grape got planted there. A longevity well. zone. Let me correct you. There you go, longevity zone. And <laughs> in Sardinia, this grape is called Cananal. It's Grenache. It hails from France. It came down to Sardinia, and it's called. Cananal. So Cananal is also Grenache. Same grape. Okay. Now, now you're going to start confusing me. All <laughs> right. So, okay. So from France came down to Sardinia called Cananal. Yes. But it's actually Grenache. And it's also planted in Spain known as Garnacha. Garnacha. But again, back to my previous point, isn't Garnacha just Garnache but pronounced Spanish way? Yes, but a lot of times it's, it's labeled to um, uh, as Garnacha in other parts as well. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, you know, it's funny because I never really knew that, that there could be like one single grape variety that just evolved and morphed or traveled and then naming conventions change. It's like, you know, champagne, for example, comes out of the champagne region and it's champagne and it can only be champagne from the champagne region, no matter where you do it. If right. it, you do it somewhere else, it's something else. Right. But these grooves el- elsewhere and they kind of took it over wherever they were from. They took it to their own and renamed it, which is interesting. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a lot of times, a lot of these, um, you know, circumstances go unannounced for because we just don't know. And then um, we think that we're having different products or different uh, productions, but it's actually coming from the same source, which is that Crazy. great, right? Yeah. So there you have it. Did you know? Did you know that all these different varieties a lot of them are the same. They and pretty much are. And, uh, and I'll throw up a couple of quick ones. You know, there are like, uh, so they're doing a lot of research and a lot of grapes are being studied. And they're finding that a lot of grapes have the same DNA genetically. They're just, whether they be clones or whether they uh, have their spun-offs of other varieties. But real quickly, um, Cabernet Franc is not Cabernet Sauvignon. It's its own grape. Some folks confuse Cabernet Franc as Cabernet Sauvignon. It's happened. I've seen it. But Cabernet Franc is its own grape. Um, it's a spinoff. It was a hybrid. It was something that they experimented years ago where Cabernet Sauvignon, sorry, correction, Cabernet Franc, red mm-hmm. grape, Sauvignon Blanc, white grape. They grafted the vines together and they came up with this clone called Cabernet Sauvignon. So if you go back far enough, I mean, is there, isn't there one universal grape? <laughs> uh you know i don't or think do you have so to go because... back like millions of years yeah we got to go back to the caveman era it's like all humans are related if you go back far enough i think you're right i think we're related i don't think so i think you're right. so <laughs> but yes uh so it's fascinating that you know there's so much information and we love bringing it to our segments um it's fun and it's interesting and it makes the uh makes great conversation when you're at an event or when you're at a gathering 
That's a good point right there because it absolutely makes for interesting conversation. I am learning just like the audience or let, let, let me, I, I won't say nobody knows this stuff, but let's just say there's a good chunk of our audience that probably didn't know this. I being one of them. And oh man, I can't wait till I have a conversation with somebody so I can bring this up because I think it's like really cool. I think it's really, really fascinating. And if these are the types of things where, you know, uh, when you're when you're like part of a seminar, you're doing like research or you're whatever. These are like kind of simple questions that a lot of people just don't bother asking. But a lot of people wonder, they're like, well, where did this come from and how did they name this? And blah, blah. So it's like it's like it's 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 very interesting. And a lot of people don't have access to that information. So we thank you, Fati. My pleasure. Brings these these listening. these awesome little trivia let's, and. You know, it's just really cool information. Did you know? I did not know. And I thank you for for letting us all know. My pleasure. And on to the, <laughs> until the next, did you know? Cheers. Yeah. So, so I can't wait for the next one. And, you know, I'm going to give you a little bit of homework. I don't know if this is going to ever become reality, but I was listening to a podcast about the the plague in Europe in the Middle Ages, whatever it was, 1300s. And... The plague traveled from trade. And then you were mentioning how they took seeds and vines and they grafted them here and they brought them there. Your homework is, did the plague, which wiped out a third of Europe, did that have a huge effect on the wine? And did it cause wine to change? Or did it? Did the future of wine have any effect because of the plague? I, I, I'd be very interested to know gonna, that. I'm Again, gonna, this is just off the top of my head. So I'm going to like, report on that on our next segment. All right. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you so much, Fati. Awesome, awesome information. Thank you, everybody out there for listening, watching. And we will see you next time with Did You Know? And stay on the lookout for our SIP clips, webinars, and all the other cool stuff that we do. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.